0: Entrepreneurial. Leadership. Intellectual. This is the Cultural Connections Podcast.
1: And good evening, everybody. My name is Brian Ives, and I am the producer and host of the Cultural Connections podcast. Before I introduce our guests this evening, I want to remind all of our viewers that we are recording this episode live on Monday, February 20th, 2023. And this episode is being live streamed to Facebook. So, therefore, if you have a question for our guests this evening, please feel free to comment below on this uh, on the, on Facebook here, and we will, of course, get your questions answered while we are live. Even if we're not live, we'll do our best to get your question answered by our guest and uh, make sure we get an answer for you. So today's topic on the podcast is specifically for our viewers that are local in Newton, Massachusetts, uh, which is where we broadcast from. Today on the podcast, we're going to be doing basically a Newton, Massachusetts update with a specific focus on the... Uh, big thing going on in Newton, Massachusetts, which is uh, the uh, special election being held on March 14th for an override that is going to be held uh, happening in the city. And here to discuss that with me here on the podcast is Tariq Lucas. Tariq is the city councilor from at uh, large from Ward 2 for Newton, Massachusetts. Thank you again for coming back and joining me for your third time, I think, on the podcast now.
0: Yes. Uh, Thank you very much, Brian, for having me back. And it's very good to be back uh, on the uh, Cultural Connections podcast.
1: Great. Well, thank you again. So let's get right into it. We'll dive right into this. Um, Our residents that have not been paying attention to what's been going on in the city, can you update us on exactly what, what, what this override is and the three ballot questions specifically that will be taking place on March 14th?
0: Yes, absolutely. Um, So on March 14th, there will be an an election, a special election, um, and there will be three questions on the ballot. They are um, three overrides, whether or not to raise the tax levy on property taxes in Newton. Uh, The first ballot question is what we call an operating override. It's $9.1 million dollars. And there are many things in it, which I think we will go into later on in the show, Um, but that requires approval by the voters um, to raise that tax levy. The other two overrides are what we call debt exclusion overrides. And those are to fund um, two school buildings, the Countryside School and the Franklin School, the Countryside School being in Newton Highlands, the Franklin School being in West Newton.
1: Okay, all right, well, thank you. All right, so that's good to know. Let's dive then further into this and talk let's start first in basically this for our viewers that don't quite understand what is the difference between the override and the debt exclusion? what what is the the two differences between
0: these two? Yes, well, the let's talk about the debt exclusions first. So those are two fund specific um, projects. In this case, it is two school buildings. The countryside school in Newton Highlands, that will be an annual tax increase of $2.3 million to fully fund a new countryside school on the current site, which sits on Dedham Street in Newton Highlands. And the uh, third ballot question or question number three is a debt exclusion to fund a new Franklin school. And that is three point five million dollars a year. Um, and so that again, is to fund a brand new Franklin School in West Newton. And those are debt exclusions, meaning once the bonds have been sold, um, those the the taxes, the tax increase will expire. It is not a permanent tax increase. The permanent tax increase is question number one, which is the operating override. Um, that's actually $9.175 million. And um, that is a, a, again, that requires approval from the voters um, to raise the taxes. And um, I don't know if you want me to go into those things that are in it right now.
1: We'll go into it, start a little bit into it, and then we'll dive deeper. Yeah. Right. Certainly.
0: So in the operating override of $9.175 million, there is four and a half million dollars uh, that will go to the school department, um, $775,000 to uh, fund the renovations for the Horace Mann School. We have $1 million for um, the parks, playgrounds and fields, $1.4 million for roads and infrastructure, $500,000 for trees, $500,000 for um, uh, climate-related uh, projects, and $500,000 for senior programming, um, and that is what makes up the $9.175 million.
1: Okay, that's good to know. Now, let me ask you about the, specifically with the debt exclusion for the Countryside School, because as someone who's done some reading up on this and understanding on this, is that... I, as I have come to understand this, is that 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 with this particular project that uh, for those that don't know, there's the Northland Development, and that they had committed at the time, from what I heard a couple years back, to pay for some portion of a new countryside school. There was that. Then I think there were also funds that were coming from the mass school building authority, if I'm not mistaken as well. What, what is the additional need for a debt exclusion on the countryside school when, I mean, is it that much more expensive that we still need to raise the debt exclusion specifically for this project?
0: Yeah, yeah. So the states, uh, the Massachusetts State Building Authority, MSBA, they are providing $20 million for a new countryside school. The condition being that Newton must find its own funding source, meaning a debt exclusion override. Um, So that $20 million is only available if we pass that particular override. Um, And you mentioned the Northland Development. I believe they are providing, I think approximately $1 million. I don't remember the actual amount, uh, but it was somewhere around a a million dollars um, to help fund a new countryside school. And just so that everyone knows, the nominal cost to build a new countryside school and and Franklin School, once we get into the Franklin School as well, but the, the, the nominal cost is approximately 60 to $61 million, but that does not count the interest on the bonds. That will actually rise the price to somewhere around $100 million once the whole, um, Uh, Once the um, taxes have um, uh, expired, the tax increase has expired. It will come to about a hundred million dollars.
1: All right, no, that makes sense. Now, what it means, what uh, the overall cost then? What is the overall projected cost then for the the countryside school? Then, if we take what we already have, I mean, I mean, so it is necessary then for a debt exclusion for the countryside school. If the debt exclusion does not pass, let's say, where, where does the fund, where I mean, how do you, how does the funding come about then for the countryside school?
0: So if the debt exclusion for the countryside fails, I believe that's what you're asking. If that fails, Newton will lose out on the $20 million. I see. Um, we would still keep the million dollars from the Northland development to the approximate million dollars from the Northland development, Um, but we would have to find another funding mechanism, which we would probably have to, we wouldn't be able to raise taxes. We would have to find, uh, we would have to fund it through any, like how we do any other um, capital projects. We would have to bond it, but we wouldn't do it through a tax increase. And it would certainly set Newton back on capital projects, other capital projects, so that is why the advocates uh, for the YES campaign believe that we should pass the countryside school. Um, we would be throwing away $20 million if this gets voted down.
1: Okay, and then let me, actually, well, before we go further, I wanna remind all of our viewers that are just tuning in with us right now, uh, You, if you're just in with us, they're watching, uh, hear us on Facebook or, or tuning in later on, either listening or watching. We are recording live on t- Monday, February 20th, 2023 on Facebook, and we are doing a Newton, Massachusetts update with city councilor uh, Tariq Lucas, Ward 2 at large. Uh, the, so as we continue on here, let's talk about the fact here, I'm curious to know, so we have these two data collisions for two different schools, like, um, the Franklin School and Countryside School. Were those the next two top priority schools that were in line to um, that, is that, because I I was always under the impression that there was seen a lot of talks for a while that the Lincoln Elliott School was in much of a disrepair and that that was at one of the higher top lists. Now it seems like things have got shuffled around. How did all of a sudden we reach the conclusion that Countryside and Franklin Elementary, Franklin were the next two on the list?
0: Well, that's a very good question, Brian. And with the exception of Cabot, Anger, and Zervis, um, a lot of our elementary schools are in need of renovations or brand new schools. And that is due to years, if not decades, of, quite frankly, poor building maintenance. And I give all the credit to our former mayor, Seti Warren, and our current mayor, Ruth Ann Fuller, for getting us on the right path to getting our school buildings up to speed. With respect to Lincoln Elliott, um, that school building is on the CIP, the capital improvement plan, and it is being bonded right now. And we will have a new Lincoln Elliott school in the future. So it is not being ignored.
1: Okay. All right, well, let's now, switch over to talking about the over, operating override that you mentioned the first ballot question of the 3 and there's a lot in that i want to dive deep into this a little further one of the things that sort of stuck out to me i mean is some of the other fundamental services that you hear we hear about in the city we hear in that operating over, operating override there was obviously seeming to be more funding, I was a little surprised hearing about the idea of more funding for trees in the city. Um, And I, I guess I can understand that from an environmentally standpoint, but is that something that is worthy of an operating override when there are other things in this city that could probably utilize more funding? And I didn't hear anything in the operating override about this like public safety or um, other services that are very heavily used throughout the city that are not mentioned in that operating override? Is there—is there a conclusion on, were these the services that were at most need? How did this conclusion be reached that trees are a higher priority than public safety in the city?
0: Yes. Um, well, uh, in the 2013 override, we um, were talking about public safety. Which was passed by the voters. There was a, like, um, in the op in the operating override, which did pass. Uh, there was something in there about hiring new police officers um, yeah. to the um, department. So it was covered in that override regarding public safety. Um, there are many ways we can go about public safety in Newton. One is through police officers and the police department. Um, mental health workers um, provide. Um, public safety as well, Uh, roads and infrastructure, which we will get into that later. Um, So there's many ways you can tackle public safety. Um, You know, having more kids in safe playgrounds and uh, and playing fields is another way of tackling the public safety issue. Um, So the the mayor, you know, decided to go on a different avenue. I mean, the mayor uh, proposed it, but it's ultimately up to the voters to approve it. And it's ultimately up to you, uh, you the uh, the Newton voters out there, to determine if these if this is the right uh, direction that the city should go in with its spending.
1: Absolutely, no, I, I hear what with what you're saying there. Then I guess then w- what I mean, looking at that operating override, uh, and we you and we specifically like again pointing out things. I, I like trees. I, I still question the. Like, uh the tree aspect. I still can't wrap my head around operating up, raising taxes for more trees. Um, I, again, I understand the logic from an environmentally standpoint. Um, but I know, yes, that some, we have put in a lot. I think it, I, I, I remember hearing several years ago that we did put in, at that time, a good amount of effort into our parks and fields. And we've heard a lot about that over the years, and adding that to the budget. I'm a bit uh, not understanding as to why that the parks and fields are once again at the, on that operating override. When we keep knowing that they keep, and it is something that's ongoing in the city. I feel like a lot of our parks and fields have started to get improved. Am, am I am I wrong in that? We are heading.
0: I think we're heading in the right path, but the question is, can we get them? Can we get on that right path? quicker? Um, Can we get better fields? Um, The $1 million certainly would be a major, major improvement on that. And it's not just fields, it's playgrounds as well, and it's all parks as a whole. Uh, But just getting back to the trees, it's uh, $500,000. The um, FY23 budget, which is the current budget, has $700,000 in it. So, the $500,000 is nearly doubled. So, this is a tremendous investment in our trees. Um, It will also allow us to potentially hire more staff to properly maintain the trees and to purchase more trees as well with that $500,000. So, I do believe it is uh, money well spent. I just um, hope that we do spend the full $500,000 on the trees. Since the 1970s, and Councillor Julia Malaki can probably fact check me on this, the city has lost uh, somewhere close to 50% of its street trees. So uh, this is a major, major investment by um, the city if the override passes.
1: Right. I know. I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, that said, we're in New England. I mean, obviously... Our weather changes from day to day. Invest. I just I question the idea investing in all these trees. Is this a long term strategic idea? When if we plant all, if we spend all, invest all, and all of this on trees, how is to say that that these trees are going to last for years, if not, I mean, if not longer to come? is, is my question there? But let's move on and also talk about I want to talk about the Franklin uh, debt exclusion and specifically what is in that debt exclusion and um, and how that is being specifically funded
0: well again the Franklin school uh, that is not receiving any funding from the state um, unlike uh, countryside Newton did uh, submit it to the state for additional funding, but that funding request was denied. And that is unfortunate. We Mm -hmm. do a new Franklin school. Um, I drive past it um, from time to time. And quite frankly, it is time to um, update that school, to get a new school, excuse me. Mm -hmm. And uh, if we quite, I, I just, we quite frankly, we do need a new Franklin school. Um, it has reached, it's, um, it has reached, it has come to the point where we do need a a, a new Franklin school. I don't know. I can't say it any better. Um, it, the building is falling apart. Uh, if you drive past it or if you go inside of it, um, it needs more space. It needs better space. And, um, we do need a new Franklin school and, um, we have to fund it through a um, debt exclusion override. It's three and a half million dollars uh, per year uh, to fund
1: mm-hmm. it. Okay. All right, well, that makes sense. Uh, then let me, um, well, before again, we go further, I wanna remind all of our viewers that we're recording this episode live. You're watching, we're listening to the Cultural Connection podcast. We're live on Facebook on Monday, February 20th, 2023. And we are discussing a Newton, Massachusetts update with city councilor at large from Ward 2, Tariq Lucas. My my next question then to you to think about this then is that is the timing of, of bringing these ballot measures to, to the voters. We're coming off the heels of a pandemic that we haven't seen really in our lifetime, in many of our lifetimes. This is an unprecedented pandemic which has led to one of some of the worst inflation in this country uh and around the world for that matter. Is now the right time to th- I mean to press to the voters and to push the voters into an override and two debt exclusions when a lot of r- v- voters are still are still st- are still stiff for uh for cash and, and trying to push get their way pushed through their day to day. Is this now the right time? To do this, why, why now and not a year from now? What 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 would make the what's the difference between having vote making this vote now a year, now and a year from now?
0: Brian, that's the question. Yeah. That is that is the question, and you just asked it. I just want to quickly go back um, to the debt exclusions and with the schools. Um, oh, okay. Just real quick, one of the advantages of up of, of passing the overrides for the two schools is that it it will allow Newton to update its schools one but it will also allow us to recruit and maintain the best teachers in Massachusetts i mean quite frankly if you were a teacher and you had the choice of teaching at a brand new school in Waltham or a quite frankly a rundown school in Newton you might want you might probably would you would probably choose the school in Waltham just because it's a nicer building. Every time you go into work, you're gonna be in a nicer building. When they, if you go to a a school that quite frankly needs to be torn down. Right, uh, you're not, you know, again, so there's a whole morale thing um, going on with teaching. So it's very important um, that those uh, overrides do pass. Um, Mm -hmm. Getting back to your question about the timing and inflation and the pandemic and the cost of goods and services that you're facing, that I'm facing, that my next-door neighbor is facing? Absolutely. That is a a very fair question. Um, The city did receive $63.5 million in American Rescue Plan Act dollars in 2021. Um, That's the ARPA uh, funding that was signed by President Joe Biden. Yep. The city also received $7.8 million in CARES Act funding in 2020. Um, you could, you, if you add those up, that's over $70 million that the city has received in free federal funding without lifting a finger. And this is something that Newton voters keep telling me. What happened to the ARPA money? What happened to the funding from the CARES Act? Where did the money go? Right, and all that money, you know, where did that? To answer that question, that money you can you can follow that money. That that is on the city's website. You can easily follow that money. Um, you can send you can send me an email, and I will send you a link. But again, that was seventy million dollars we have received, and how come we didn't an- anticipate? the need for an override for $9.175 million, knowing that we had already received $70 million in free federal funding. Um, Why couldn't we pass the, you know, attempt the override next year in 2024 or 2025? We had to pass it this year when inflation is, it's better than it was in 2022, but it's still very, very high. This is the worst inflation we have seen in 40 years. And talking about uh, the cost of goods and services, uh, the Charles River Chamber of Commerce, um, they had a forum, I guess we can call it a forum, on the uh, tax override. And um, Mayor Fuller was present to answer questions uh, from Newton's business leaders. And I was very um, touched uh, by the owners of Johnny's luncheonette on Langley Road in Newton Center. They mm-hmm. were saying that their margins are razor thin, right now, razor thin. And if their, if their costs go up anymore, and not just them, other restaurants, other small businesses, right. and we all know restaurants got hit hard during the pandemic. We yeah. We know this, we know this. They were shut down, they couldn't make money, They were hit hard. If, if their costs go up anymore, what is going to happen to our small businesses? What's going to happen to our restaurants, restaurants that we love. I mean, how many restaurants that are are in our village centers? This is a, you know, this is a very valid concern. Let's talk to the business community and you know what the business community um, they have, valid concerns about this, um, the operating override. And mm. I, I, I suggest everyone watch that uh, particular forum that was held between the Charles River Chamber of Commerce um, and Mayor Fuller to get a better idea to see what our business leaders, the people who are supposed to be good at math and numbers and are right. good at math and, and are good at math and numbers. Let's, right. hear, what, let's hear what they have to say. Um, because they are the ones who also um, pay taxes to the city. They may not live in Newton, but they certainly pay taxes. And we need them. We need them in Newton. And we don't want to see any more of them go out of business due to high taxes.
1: Right. Absolutely. I, I think that the, that's very valid. And I think that that is why my point of now, why not, why now, not later. But at the at the at the end of the day, I mean, with the, if this operating override does not pass, which is the most of all of the three uh ballot questions, it seems this is the most substantial one that has the most obviously in it has a lot of different things in it. what, what I mean, what kind of will what kind of impact will that have on the city?
0: Well, I think it will have a very big impact on the city if it fails. And it's the one thing that we haven't talked about yet, and that's the $4.5 million for the school department. Um, Again, the operating override is for $9.175 million, and we're talking about $4.5 million going to the school department, that's about half. Um, If they don't receive that $4.5 million, That will certainly hurt the school department. There is no doubt in that. There is no doubt in that. There will probably be layoffs and um, significant cuts in programs and services in the the school department. Mm -hmm. We don't know exactly yet because the mayor has not presented a finalized budget to the school department or to the city council just yet. I do know um, we have, I think they have presented a draft one to the school department if it fails, but I, we need to, that is a risk. I just wanna make it clear, that is a risk. If the operating override fails, there will be significant cuts to the school department with layoffs and um, the there were layoffs in last year's budget um, in FY 23. Uh, this particular budget, with the uh, with the um, school department, with teachers, and um, I voted against the budget um, last year because of this. So mm. this is going to be very very challenging for the city if it does if the operating override fails.
1: I see. Okay. Well, my, in the last few minutes, and then when when I was thinking about all of this here is that obviously what we know is that people move to Newton because of our great school system and the community of Newton. But how, and you, when you keep adding development after development in in the city, that then does overcrowd the schools. How do you put a balance in the fact that you're overcrowding the schools, you're trying to add more budget to the school, but you're also, you're, 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 which in essence it seems is that you're, pushing to have more people come into the city while trying to push out those people who, I mean, it seems like who have been in the city for a long, who've been living in the city for a long, 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 long time. How do you put that balance into effect of saying, okay, I mean, we're going to move to do because, okay, there may be higher taxes now in New, but how do you push that on to someone that's been living in Newton for almost their entire life? How do you, Balance that effect and say, and and make them understand that that there is a balance here. I mean, that I think that that is something that is hard to balance, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yes, yes. Um, so there are um, tax deferral programs uh, for seniors, veterans, and folks uh, who are disabled. And those are um, governed by state law, which Newton has opted into uh, to, uh, for this override. Uh, so if you are one of those people um, who is potentially going to have um, some additional tax um, payment um, problems or issues with this override, assuming that they pass, uh, we, ha- we, we do have programs um, in place for those. One thing that is not in place for those are Uh, homeowners who don't have money who don't fit into those categories. And that Mm -hmm. is uh, probably, um, I'm not going to speak for those individuals, but um, those individuals would probably vote no. But again, I I don't want to speak for them. Uh, The other issue that that you raised regarding school enrollment and development. Um, So we are going to have more development in Newton. That's just a fact. Uh, we have the Riverside development, um, which has not started construction. We have the Northland development, and we have other developments that have, and some have, and some have not started construction. Um, so far, with the, with the developments that we do have, um, and the ones that have been permitted, we are projecting in the elementary school uh, level a decrease. Again, the projection right now in the immediate future is a decrease in elementary school, however, but an increase in high school. Hmm. And um, in the past, in the past decades, the school enrollment did decrease. This is back in the 70s and in the 80s when they um, closed about, I think it was four or five neighborhood schools, one of them being the Emerson and and Upper Falls. Right. Um, But these things ebb and flow. They ebb and flow. Um, And I would not, correlate the school enrollment with this particular override. That's just how I view it. Um, Mm -hmm. That is my personal opinion. I would not conflate the two. But you do mention a thing about development, which another thing about development, which has not been discussed enough, in in my opinion, and that is the building permit fees, the one time building permit fees. I'll just read off a, a couple to you. Uh, The Northland development, which is on Needham Street in Upper Falls, which I know you uh, know a thing or two about, uh, Brian. um, They are paying an estimated one-time building fees of approximately $10 million. The Riverside development in Lower Falls is approximately $6 million. The Dunstan East development on Washington Street in West Newton is approximately $1.7 million in building fees and the Riverdale development in Nonantum on California Street is $1 million. That is nearly $19 million in building permitting fees from approximately 2023 to 2027, around there. That's approximately $19 million of one-time fees, revenue for the city. Um, This is all a public record uh, that I'm saying right now. Um, this is out there. Um, I again, I don't know, as you said, about the uh, timing of trying to pass the override when we have this one time, one time, you know boost in development revenue. Right. Um, is this the right time to pass um an operating override? You know it is a fair question to ask. And it is a question that needs to be asked. And the voters ultimately have final decision.
1: Absolutely. No, I, I agree with everything that you just said. Well, I mean, we've a bit gone, gone through a lot here on this podcast episode today. And I think, again, it, this has been very informative for the voters of Newton. I think they'll be educated on a lot between the override, the operating override, and then two debt exclusions. If you'd like more information, on the override and the specific answers to questions go online to the city's website at newtonma.gov backslash override that's newtonma.gov backslash override and you can view a whole list of information uh, frequently asked questions watch uh different uh videos about the about the override that the mayor had hosted different town hall events and learn more uh, about the uh, upcoming override, the special election for this particular override, uh, uh, this override and debt exclusions that will be happening will be on March 14th. Am I right on that date, March 14th?
0: March 14th, all day, seven March to 14th. eight. Uh, polls open
1: and, seven
0: pm. Go ahead. Uh, oh, we also do have early voting, uh, which is also important. And um, do you mind if I just read off those hours real, real quick? Go ahead. We have March 3rd from 8.30 to 5, March 4th and 5th from 11 to 5, and March 6th and 7th from 8.30 to 5. Early voting is at Newton City Hall. It's that building behind me right now.
1: <laughs> Great. And then I know there's also mail-in uh, voting as well, uh, right. which um, I, I know that those cards went out. If You have to register to mail to vote. Uh, and I believe the deadline is the first next next week, is or, Deadline yeah. is
0: approaching. I would su- I highly suggest if you do want to mail in your ballot, you contact the Elections Department at City Hall or go to the elect- Elections Department webpage on, on the city's website.
1: Great. Hey, well, that's great to know. Well, again, thank you, uh, Tariq, for joining me today and giving all this valuable insight of information. Um, it's up to you, the voters, now to decide on your future of Newton and what you would like to see. So if you have questions or comments about this episode or would like to submit ideas for future episodes, please feel free to email me directly at uh, That's at gmail.com. That's B-R-I-A-N-I-V as in Victor, E-S at gmail.com. So again, thank you for watching the cultural and thank you for watching and listening to the Cultural Connections podcast. I'm Brian Ives and I am the host and producer of the Cultural Connections podcast. Thanks for watching.
0: Thank you again for watching this episode of the Cultural Connections podcast. For more information on today's episode, be sure to check out our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also watch this episode again in its entirety on our YouTube channel. This podcast is also available on listening platforms Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Breaker, Radio Public, and New TV. Thanks again for watching this episode of the Cultural Connections
1: podcast.